Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and this episode's brought to you by our members. Without those guys, we couldn't actually make this show possible. Patreon and our normal members. Again, thank you guys. I deeply appreciate it. If you want to become a Patreon um, member, go to otrwesterns.com slash donate, or the standard donation is still up. Go to otrwesterns.com. It's on the right-hand side. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is going to be Frontier Town. Original air date is, well, we don't know the exact date. We do know it comes from about 1949, and the title is The Simoleon Strip. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening. Frontier Town, the saga of the Roaring West. Frontier Town. El Paso, Cheyenne, Calgary, Tombstone. Frontier Town. Here is the adventurous story of the early West, the tamed and the untamed. From the Pecos to Powder River, Dodge City to Poker Flat, these are the towns they fought to live in and lived to fight for. Teeming crucibles of pioneer freedom. Frontier Town! I'm Chad Remington, a cowtown lawyer, I guess you'd call me, although a lot of the folks in Dos Rios, where I come from, look at me with respect and address me as counselor. Of course, Dos Rios is just a sprawling, boisterous frontier town buried away just down below the Continental Divide, but well, things do happen in our neck of the woods, which not alone make exciting telling, but make exciting living. For instance, not too long ago, something happened in a hotel room of a metropolitan city which affected me. <laughs> affected me? It darn near killed me. It seems that the hotel room was being occupied by the right honorable Quade Dunstan, perhaps the most influential of all our state senators. With a bottle and some glasses handy, the senator was entertaining a so-called constituent. A rancher by the name of King Carson, who runs some 6,000 head of cattle not too far from Dos Rios, in an isolated and lawless area we call the Seminole Strip. Like a lot of political constituents, King Carson had an axe to grind. Senator, I certainly don't mean to threaten you, but if a Seminole Strip is taken into the state as a duly constituted county, you're going to have to look elsewhere for campaign funds next year. <clears throat> Here, let me light that cigar for you, King. There you are. Now, let's look at this thing sensibly. That's what I thought I was doing. Don't you see the way it stands now with no duly constituted law in this strip? The man with the most uh, influence not only runs, but practically owns the entire territory. And since King Carson employs close to a hundred punchers at his various establishments, King Carson is the most influential man in the Seminole Strip today. Yeah, that's just about the size of it. 
And I'm not aiming on seeing it changed by having you boys vote favorably on the petition to take the strip in as part of the state. King, I realize what it would mean if the petition was passed, state militia brought in and all that. But on the other hand, the Seminole Strip is wealthy and would mean a great deal in taxes to the state. Taxes? Who cares about taxes? I pay for what I want, and I want that bill defeated. Well, I certainly can't defeat it single-handed. However, with a little cooperation from you, we might accomplish our ends to the satisfaction of everyone. Huh? What do you mean, cooperation from me? I figure I can create suspicion in the minds of my fellow senators about the advisability of taking in the strip as a county of the state. Suspicion based on uh, <clears throat> the uh, unbridled lawlessness down there. <laughs> And then the committee would come down to Seminole for a personal inspection. <laughs> and bridal lawlessness is the part in which you cooperate. You mean uh, stir up so much trouble in Seminole that they wouldn't want it in the state as a gift? Precisely, Mr. Carson. Precisely. Then I depend on you to blast the strip wide open with gunplay and everything else which will reflect on its citizenry. <laughs> Senator... Not only can you count on me, but when you bring that committee down to inspect Seminole, they'll hear so much shooting, it'll sound like a battle of Bull Run. Well, if you'd like to know what that little conversation had to do with Chad Remington, I can only say it came about because of a quite normal cause. A girl. Now, I guess I better make that the girl. Because although Libby is Judge Fillmore's daughter today, I'm kind of looking forward to the time when her name will be Libby Remington. Libby got into this by going down to Seminole to spend a week or two with her mother's brother, Uncle Ruth Tomlinson. And not two days after, I received a telegram saying that if it was at all possible, Libby would like me to come down at once. Business. Well, I got hold of Cherokee O'Bannon, former medicine man and now owner of the Dos Rios livery stable, and on the promise of a good time in Seminole, Cherokee not only loaned me a horse, but rode along with me. Just what the business was Libby referred to in her telegram, we found out hardly had we crossed the state boundary into the Seminole Strip. Chad, now that we're here in Seminole, I don't want you to forget your promise to me. I'm looking forward with great anticipation to, uh, shall I say, a merry old time while over here. Oh, <laughs> Mr. O'Bannon, I... I want to remind you that my word is as good as my bond. Ah, yes, bond. <laughs> what a beautiful word that is. Bond. Bottled in bond. Precisely what I have in mind. Now, you listen to me. You've already had five swigs out of that bottle of so-called genuine Cherokee Indian rattlesnake oil. And as far as I... Marionated milch mackerel, Chad. Did you see that? I sure did. That feed barn blew up practically in front of our eyes. Now, well, who'd want to blow up a feed barn? Don't ask me, but I got a feeling this is no place for us to loiter. We better knock on these horses and get over to Ruth Tomlinson's ranch. Ralph, I don't mean to doubt the veracity of a man like you, but what you're saying is totally unbelievable. I don't blame you for not believing it, Cherokee, but every word of what Uncle Rufus told you and Chad is the absolute truth. Gospel. I'm sure it is, Libby, but it, it just doesn't make sense. 
Suddenly, with no reason, trouble should hit Seminole like a tidal wave. Shootings, killings, fires. Shucks, if we could make head or tail out of it, I wouldn't have let my niece go sending that telegram. Just like that feed barn you saw blown up. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes a little sense if you're as bat-brained as I am. Now, Chad, honestly, this is no time for joking. Now, Libby, you know you've both been a little too close to the picture to get an honest perspective on it, but hasn't it ever occurred to you that just perhaps someone is stirring up all this lawlessness because there's a petition up at the Capitol now to, to take Seminole in as a county? But why, Chad? Just tell me why someone would want to keep the Seminole strip out of the state. What would they have to gain? Well, might have a lot to gain at that, Libby. Right now, this here strip is sort of a governmental orphan. No real law down here. And if the strip isn't voted into the state, there may never be any law down here, except gun law. Uh, tell me, Ruth, how do the ranchers and other folks in Seminole feel about this crime wave? Our men I've talked to are so blame upset they're ready to grab every gun and rifle they can lay a hand to. Just start blasting. Uh-huh. Once they start doing that, Ruth, you're going to be in the middle of the darndest range war you ever saw. Yes, sirree, Bob. If you start shooting each other, I'll bet you one whole case of my rattlesnake oil to a gopher hole. Those senators and politicians won't ever give you a county charter. Oh, Chad, that would be terrible. Well, what do you think Uncle Ruth and the rest should do? How can they fight back against someone they don't even know? Olivia, I'll tell you. The first thing is to get the decent citizens of Seminole together and talk sense into them. Make them realize they're only hurting themselves if they fly off the handle and try to fight back right now. But gosh almighty, Chad, how are you going to talk to a lot of wild men? Then they got plenty of cause for being wild. They end acting like sensible human beings. I'm not guaranteeing anything, mind you, but if you can round up 20 or 30 men you can depend on and get them to attend a meeting, I'll promise you this much. I'll make the darndest speech any lawyer has since the defense of Benedict Arnold. Ruth Tomlinson did just what I asked him. The next morning, shortly before noon, 27 angry-faced ranchers filed into the little town hall to listen to me. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't make too good a criminal lawyer, because all of my impassioned speechifying left them pretty cold. Until a tall, swarthy man got up in the audience and started down toward the platform where I was standing. Now just a minute, man, just a minute. I think Mr. Remington's right. He's absolutely right. Well, thanks. I'm glad to find somebody who thinks I'm not all wrong. Uh, come on up here. Hey, sure thing. Hey, uh... Uh, by the way, Remington, I'm King Carson, oh? cattle broker here. I own the Frying Pan Ranch and two or three smaller spreads. So, you see, I've got a real interest in what you're talking about. Oh, fine, Mr. Carson. And now, would you mind telling your neighbors just why you think they should leave their guns alone until such time as the states voted favorably on your petition? Well, all right, Remington. Although I'm not certain that making speeches is going to change the minds of this crowd. Well, sir, they say they can't rule you off the track for... Chad, tra look out! There's a man outside the window! Chad! Chad, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right, Ruth. But come on, all of you. Let's get outside after that bushwhacker. Ted, did you see? I saw him. Hit his horse and ducked into that alley the other side of the hotel. Come on, man. Carson, see you, boys. Grab your horses. Let's get after him. All right, some of you circle the other way. Come on, Remington. Let's head for that alley. I'm with you, Carson. All right, get up there, boy. Come on, boy. Come on,
doggone it, Chad. We're running these horses to death to get no place. Well, Carson said he saw the man head this way. I certainly thought I did. Bring it up, boys. Hold it. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I'll be blamed. What do you make of this, Chad? Oh, what could anyone make of it? Someone took a shot at me at the meeting and somehow got away. Kind of makes fools out of us, too, doesn't it, Remington? After shooting off our mouths, telling the boys not to fly off the handle and start squeezing trigger, we do that very thing ourselves. Carson, now that I've been singled out as a target, I'm starting to feel the way the other men do. What do you mean, singled out? I mean, look here. You're on the side of my neck. What? Chad, your neck's all bloody. That's right. Sixteenth of an inch closer and those two slugs would have stopped my speech-making... Permanently. Well, I got an idea there's someone who doesn't want any speech-making here in this strip. When I find the man, I've got a few oratorical gestures left I'm going to use on him. Ten raw-boned knuckles swung freely to punch home the points I'm going to make. I don't mean in speeches. We'll return to the exciting second act of our Frontier Town adventure in just about one minute. And now, Frontier Town. I imagine if a bullet creased your neck that you'd feel a little bit personal about it, too. I did. Now, freely admit it made me not only more interested, but more than a little bitter. It seemed apparent my first guess was right. And moreover, that someone who knew about my guess could breathe easier if I left the Seminole Strip in a long pine box. Well, after our wild goose chase, Cherokee and I went back to Ruth Tomlinson's ranch and sat around with Ruth and Libby trying to fit this jigsaw together. Chad, I know how you feel, having been shot at. Nearly killed, that's what he was. Nearly killed. And I hope you won't jump down my throat for what I'm about to say. Jump down your throat, Libby? Not until I have the legal right. Well, what are you aiming to say, Libby? Just this. Has it occurred to any of you that the only man at the entire meeting who claims he saw which way that gun toter went was King Carson? I don't know what you're driving at. King saw him ride into the alley. King said he saw him ride into the alley. Libby, now I know why I feel like I do about you. I think you hit the nail right on the thumb. King Carson, why not? A man who owns as much land as he does certainly could stand to gain by having the state reject Seminole as a county. You're right, he'd really be a king. The king of the whole Seminole domain. Well, supposing you three are right, and I ain't saying you are, how are you ever going to find out? I don't know for sure, Ruth, but I think if Cherokee and I rode over and paid a call on his lordship, King Carson, at his office, my legal training might give me a few questions to ask him that'd prove just a little embarrassing. Come on, Cherokee. You and I are right. Why, doggone it, King, don't go bawling me out. I done exactly what you told me to do. Oh, sure, Toby. You did exactly what I told you to do. The only thing you didn't do was to put one of those two slugs through that rattle-brained lawyer's thick skull. 
If I hadn't led that posse on through the alley, you'd be dangling from a tree right now. Hey, you're so smart. Maybe you better do everything yourself. There's one thing I will do myself, Toby, if you don't stop talking back. King, you got no business slapping me. I'm not going to slap you again, because I don't go around slapping corpses. And if you don't get that Chad Remington once and for all before today is over, a corpse is exactly what you're going... What are you staring at? King, quick. See who just rode up here? Remington, that partner of his. Well, that simplifies everything, doesn't it? Simplifies? Yeah. Since I can't trust you to take care of Remington, this gives me a chance to do it for you. Now, you stay here installing. I'm going out the side door and slip around to the rear window. All you have to do is to get him with his back to that window. But you'd better not slip up on that. That's all I've got to say. Uh, yep. Black-hearted bag of wind. I got a good notion. I'll be right back, Cherokee. This won't take a minute. Oh, how do you, King Carson, around? Why, uh, uh, King, be right back. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, right back. Uh, just, uh, just make yourself comfortable. Uh, take that chair over there by the by the window. Well, thanks. Don't mind if I do stretch my legs. Ah. Good grief! Shot twice through his back. You sneaking bushwhacker! Out of sight already. Every time I turn my back, someone else is... Here, here, here. What's going on in my... What? Toby. Kill. Well, now, look here, Carson. Don't look at me like that. I had nothing to do with it. I was just standing here. Oh, you here. didn't, eh? And what are you doing just putting your gun back in your holster? Good grief. Can't you see the glass in that side window's broken? Someone shot through there. What does that prove? Nothing. And if you think we're going to stand by here and let you get away with a cold-blooded murder, my friend... You've made the biggest mistake of your life. Come on, you. We're taking you out to the nearest cottonwood and end your speech making with a rope. Have you men all been smoking local weed? What do you mean? I have Remington shot somebody. Then some bullets ought to be missing out of his gun. If he's still got six bullets in it, then he isn't the man you're looking for. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, now, just a minute, Cherokee. I appreciate what you're trying to do. As for those shots, I... How are you wasting your breath arguing, Chad? Just hand over your gun. Here, I'll get oh, it. This is utterly ridiculous. We heard the shots and came in now, here and found him. Now, there's no use squawking, King. But he... If these slugs are in Remington's gun, he couldn't have done the killing. Same right. Now, here's his gun. Look for yourself. Well, thanks. Well, I'll be hanged. There's one chamber empty. What? No, sir, not one. I'm mighty glad you spoke up, fella. We might have hung the wrong man. I'm plumb sorry. You're plumb sorry. Friend, this is one of the happiest moments of my life. Of course, I'm sorry to disappoint Mr. Carson, because now he'll have to find someone else to charge with this particular murder. You're wonderful. <laughs> You're telling me, Libby, why before I got my medicine wagon, I worked at Chautauqua route with the shell gauge. Here it is. Now it's not there. Which shell is it under? <laughs> best man in the business, if I say so myself. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you must have been the best man, Cherokee. Although I don't see how, with everybody looking at you, you still managed to palm my gun, which had two shells shot out of it, and... Give them the coat out of the dead man's holster. Neither do I. Well, since it's not considered ethical, 
to give away any professional tricks of prestidigitation, I'll have to refuse to answer. But I'm mighty glad that for once I was able to help Chad instead of Chad always helping me. <laughs> By the way, wouldn't you say it calls for a little uh, libation about this time, Chad? <laughs> oh, Brandon, you can drink your fool head off. Well, thank you. Uh, just as soon as we've gotten the goods on King Carson and turned him over to the nearest marshal. Uh. I knew there'd be some string attached to that. Talking about getting the goods is a lot different from actually getting the goods, Chad. I don't say amen to that, Libby. Oh, let's save our amens for Carson's funeral if we're good and lucky. We'll have to be lucky to pin anything on him. We will? Yeah, he's smart. Slick as a jackrabbit in an oil well. Look at what he framed on me. What's that? Well, the way I figure it, the man he killed was a man who worked for him that he wanted to get rid of. So? So he killed him, figuring the mob had killed me, thereby getting rid of both of us and keeping his own hands clean. And again, I say so. So, my dear Miss Persistence, I think that since King Carson considers himself an expert at murder, what we've got to do is plan another one for him. Just pray that we're lucky enough to stop him before it's too late. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound enigmatic, but there wasn't much more I could tell him at the time. I was still a little shaken up from having escaped hanging, thanks to Cherokee's quick wit and even more nimble fingers. But most of all, I didn't have anything definite worked out. Then when I heard the next day that Senator Quade Dunstan and his committee had arrived from the state capitol and that the senator was putting up at King Carson's place, everything soon seemed to fit together. Of course, Senator, I can't say things worked out 100%. But I think there's been enough trouble around Seminole for your committee to refuse action on the petition to take it in as a county. Well, of course. And I certainly wish you'd gotten rid of that Chad Remington instead of bungling that up. Yes, well, I... Oh, that's funny. Someone coming here at this time of night. Excuse me, Senator. I'll open the door. Evening, King. Mind if I come in? Why, uh... Why, I'm busy at the moment, Ruth. Uh, won't tomorrow do? No, I'm afraid this is one thing that won't wait. Senator, this is Ruth Tomlinson, a neighbor of mine. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Tomlinson? Please know you, Senator. I, uh, I'm sorry I had to come in like this, but uh, I'd like to talk to Mr. Carson alone. Well, what about, Ruth? Well, I uh, happen to know who shot Toby at your place the other day. What? Oh. Well, how interested. The senator is here to find out just who it is who's been stirring up all the trouble. So he'll be just as interested as I am in finding out what you know. Now, uh, wait a minute, King. Uh, you sure you want me to tell what I saw? I certainly. I've got to bring that kind of a sneaking buzzard to justice. You know the man's name? Well, uh... Then, uh, maybe you can describe it, huh? Would you say he was about, the? Uh, about my build? Yes, I would. And uh, would you say he looked anything like Mr. Carson? Yeah, I'd say that, too. You see, I was just turning the corner when I saw the whole thing happen. Well, Senator? King, I'm afraid this gentleman is a little too frank to be trusted for too long. That's what I was thinking, too. What did you come here for, Tomlinson? Think you could blackmail me? Why, you smooth-talking vulture... You're the one that's been trying to blow the Seminole strip to bits. You're absolutely right, Senator. He's not a man to be trusted at all. I'm sorry to have to do this to you, Ruth. 
But our game has gone a little too far to allow you to break it up. Carson, for heaven's sake, stop wasting time. Squeeze that trigger and get it over with. Hey, who's that? Drop that gun, Carson. Drop it. Beautiful shooting, Chad. Blasted that gun right out of his hand. All right, open the front door, Roof. Let Cherokee in. I'm saving my strap and coming in through this window. Hey, darn right, Chad. And, Senator, you better sit right where you are. Are you well, we sure got him dead to... Chad! Carson, he's got another... A sleeve gun, huh? Well, Carson... Senator, my gun is on the floor. Hey, grab him, Cherokee! Why, you Louis Limbert, penny-pissing politician, you... Why, you... Great jumping G-horse, Chad. You doubled Carson up like a jackknife. All right, you. Stand still. Get your hands off of me and keep them off. Why, sure, Senator. We'll be pleased to get our hands off you. But not before a federal marshal gets his hands on you. Three of us heard more than enough out of you and Carson to guarantee the next soapbox you'll campaign from will be in the laundry of the federal penitentiary. I'll bet both of you, the good citizens of Seminole, will keep the toxic ringing until well past midnight. I'm sure they will. This is really a celebration for them, finally getting the county charter. You're right about them, Libby, but I'm afraid that isn't what's on Cherokee's mind. He's all in a lather about not being able to participate in the celebration, the uh, libation part of the celebration. Well, after he's practically saved your life by that sleight of hand he performed changing guns, I think he's entitled to a reward. And now you're talking. Yes, indeed you are. Well, I fully intend to see that Cherokee gets a reward, his uh, just reward. That sounds more like it. <laughs> you know what your just reward is? Having found out what a great magician you are... Uh, hereafter, I'm just going to give you an empty glass so you can say hocus pocus <laughs> over it and produce your own libation. Why, of all the nefarious schemes, <laughs> come on. We'll never get back to Dos Rios if we listen to Cherokee singing How Dry I Am. And uh, with the election of a new senator coming up, I want to get home for the boat. All right, girl. Let's get stepping. Hey, I can't ride that fast. I've got a bottle in my hip pocket. <laughs> Don't worry about that, Cherokee. If that bottle breaks, the drinks will be on the horse. Oh. <laughs> Town, starring Tex Chandler, is a Bruce Eld production. Supervision by Joel Murkoff. Story and direction by Paul Franklin. Music written and played by Ivan Dittmar. Be sure to be with us again same time next week for another fine action-adventure story with your favorite young Western star, Tex Chandler. This is Bill Foreman telling you that Frontier Town came to you from Hollywood.
Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of otrwesterns.com. Send me an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. And we're also on Twitter, otrwesterns.com slash Twitter. Call, leave me a voicemail, 707-986-8739. Don't forget to rate this show on iTunes, otrwesterns.com slash iTunes. This episode's copyright under the attribution non-commercial share-alike copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Hope you enjoy. Again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.